Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Well, after a long journey, we can now say with certainty that most things in Ireland are reopening with restrictions, but we have to all behave ourselves or else COVID will come back. So on this episode, we talk to the luxury hotel that's making amendments to throw open its doors. We hear how weddings, well, they're still being put on the long finger. And the man who is officially Ireland's best concierge will join us. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Now, had you told us at the start of the year that a trip to Pennies would be considered a luxury in June, then you probably would have taken more of an advantage of the five-star luxury that was out there at that time. Well, the good news is that's coming back and it is going to open in the next phase, which begins very, very soon. And I'm delighted to be joined by the spa manager at the Kingsley Hotel, Melissa Jones, and the maintenance manager, Mauro Diaz. You're very welcome, guys. How are you? Great, thank you. Yeah, very good, Jonathan. Thanks. Um, now, you have both been working through this because the hotel did stay open, albeit in very reduced capacity. But, Melissa, how excited are you to be getting back to doing your day job? I can't wait. Personally, myself, I was moved departments to our front desk just so I could, I suppose, help out and stay on. Um, but we are so excited. Even just have our spa team back. We miss them so much. We're gone since the middle of March. So it's just going to be amazing to have everyone back again. Uh, look, it's complete upheaval and the hotel obviously stayed open and was looking after some very important people, as you always do, but these were healthcare workers. Uh, now it's trying to return to a semblance of normality. How, how confident are you that you're going to be able to provide something close to what people would expect when they walk through the door of the Kingsley Spa? Absolutely. We're members of the Irish Spa Association, so we've been in contact with them throughout this. And I think if I wasn't part of that, I would be very worried. But they've really built our confidence and help us push systems and procedures in place. So we know we're confident for people to come back and even have a facial because people seemed more confident to come back and have a massage. But then they were conscious because I suppose somebody close to you with a facial. So that's where Moro came in then and created specialised Perspex screens for treatment beds. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that and Moro's magic invention in just a minute. But Moro, presumably <laughs> you've had to do a lot of tweaks and, and uh, changes to the hotel so that it is fully ready for, for reopening. I mean, has it been a kind of a monumental task? It has indeed, Jonathan, especially from like the legs of closing lifts and trying to direction people and stuff like that. Like, it's been challenging, all right. Like, and then obviously we start from the part of the perspective screens all through the hotel, restaurant, health club, and spa, and that's where all this came about. Then, you know, um, even try to control the place at half full is quite challenging, you know. And tell us about the the protective screens that that you have in the hotel, because we know what they're like in supermarkets. But a hotel is supposed to be a lovely, relaxing experience, and I suppose you had to go out of your way to make sure that they they met the decor, if I can put it that way. Yeah, look, we we, we went and we 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 buy the the, the perspectives sheets as we call it right and then by by some designs to suit the desks all desks are different all through the hotel like front desk was quite simple because they were all square desks and all that but 
as we get to the spa, spa has a big long desk and it has kind of like a half moon curve on it. So we had to make it. So we had to 3D print brackets and design the way that would actually look nice in the place. Wow. Never. Okay. So therefore, it wasn't yeah. a straightforward job. Now and again, then you were there. You were doing your best, and along comes Melissa to say, "Do you know what? Now we need something a little extra special because we're very special people in the spa." Uh, how did you set about? <laughs> how did you set about designing that? Well, we we are, we actually got Melissa to lay down in the bed, and uh, we she kind of explains what they do to the to the to the guests as such or to the client, and. Uh, the, the amount of space that they need around the screen. And from there, we kind of come up with a few designs and then she pick up one from there. And then we just we just throw it on the CAD, on the CAD drawing. And then like we try to work it, we have a few goals at it. And then we just come up with that design that was quite simple, to be honest with you. No? Now, Melissa, I've never had my nails done. Uh, this may come as a terrible shock to you. But uh, for those that are going to come in, what can they expect? I mean, you're, are you going to be fully dressed top to toe in PPE or or how is it going to work? That's the thing. I think when you come into a spa, there's a lot of scenarios where it's not suitable for a guest to wear a face mask. Obviously, if they're getting a facial done or if you're getting a massage done and your face down, it would be quite claustrophobic. So that's why we initially thought of bringing the screens in. Our therapists will be wearing PPE. And again, that's something that we've had to do loads of research in because it is quite physical to do a massage and then if you have a face mask on and that as well so to try to make it as friendly as possible when the guests come in the therapist or the receptionist will be wearing face shields um so they still have that face-to-face contact and then when they're in the treatment room they change into the face mask then as well so you have that extra protection for it but we have changed our procedures but we're conscious that we're not making it into a clinic or a hospital-like environment because at the end of the day, people do come to a spa for luxury and for the friendliness. So we need to make sure that we don't miss any of that as well. And what about the pool? Because the pool is obviously a big draw. Um, are you limiting the number of people who can who can use that? What about the sauna? What about the, the steam Absolutely. room? Absolutely. Guidance at the moment are steam rooms and saunas and jacuzzis, unfortunately, will stay closed um, until we receive more information on that. So I'd say for the next couple of months. But for our members and for hotel guests, they will have access to the pool and outdoor pool facilities. But Lloyd, our health club manager, is in the middle of working with a new booking system. So it'll be a very simple process. We'll have a link on our website. Someone will just go in and book their pool time or their gym time, and then they arrive at that time to use the facilities then as well. Okay. We just need to make sure the capacity is um, kept to guidelines. Absolutely, which is very important uh, for everybody. Um, how much interest is there amongst the public in booking things? Because we know if you're a hairdresser or a barber, you're automatically out the door. Is there that kind of demand for where you guys Absolutely. are, the luxury spa? Absolutely. We only opened our phone lines on Monday and we've picked up so much business already. It's phenomenal, the amount. We're even looking at bringing our reception team back a bit earlier because we're initially weren't going to bring them back till we open on the 6th of July because the phones are ringing off the hook now at this stage I'd say we'll have to bring them back earlier and it's amazing for our industry to know that because the fear was definitely there that people wouldn't come back for a couple of months um, now, obviously, the 6th of July is when the health club is opening. The hotel is open from the 29th of June. But Mara, you've you you, you you've been working away flat out more than the, the, the guests there because you have 80,000 guests to look after on your roof uh, in the form of two beehives. Uh, how much time does that take up? Uh, we, like, 
during the winter you don't do much, but during the summer it's a, it takes a, two three hours every week. So, um, but they quite behave to be honest. With you they are very nice ladies, and uh, the queen is minding them. It's everyone's happy up there, you know. And can I ask you, had you any experience of bees before you looked after the two beehives? Oh, I do. I, see, I've been looking after beehives for many many years now, so. Um, I have a, a good bit of experience with the beehives itself and bees itself. And it's always great to try to help toward the bees, you know. Absolutely. And I'm presuming uh, that there's no shortage of food for them all along the river's edge there. You're kind of, a, yeah, I, I know the Kingsley prides itself in a luxurious experience, but for the bees, they're, they're pretty much in that luxurious place as well. That's true. Uh, that's true. We, have, uh, we actually start a program with the county council and they are actually planting wild flowers up in the leaf fields. And that's together with the with the program with the bees that we have with them. So they're helping us out in that way as well, you know. And the, and the people doesn't think, but in the city is a lot of flowers, even people's gardens and stuff like that. You'd be better off sometimes to be in the city than to be out in the countryside where there's nothing for them to forge on, you know. Is there any end to the man's talents, Melissa? Are are, are we just tapped the surface there, scratched the surface there? Oh. Stop now. <laughs> You're going to make him very difficult to deal with. So all the details on the website, thekingsley.ie. Mario Diaz, maintenance manager, and Melissa Jones, spam manager at the Kingsley. We wish you both the best of luck as you reopen the doors for all of the guests who are only dying to get in to see you, not to mention the bees on the roof. Thanks so much for joining us. Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie. Now, one of the industries that really got turned on its and it's not really an industry, it's people's lives, were weddings. And weddings that were planned for months and months and months, indeed years, had to be postponed and cancelled because we couldn't literally get into a venue. Now things are easing ever so slightly and we are coming back to the point that people will be able to get married with their friends and family around them. If not, maybe a 200, 300 strong wedding, maybe a 50 strong wedding. One business that I suppose has been caught up in all of this is To Have and To Hold, which is run by Sandra Looney, who's with me. How are you, Sandra? Hi, Jonathan. Good, thank you. You must have been dealing with tremendously upset people over the last while. We have been, yes. It's been it's been really heart-wrenching because, as you mentioned in your opening, people have really put their heart and soul into planning their weddings. It's so important to them. And uh, we spent probably the last uh, eight weeks dealing with couples who were looking for advice on what to do. You know, do they postpone? Do they cancel? Do they move? Do they have a small wedding? Um, and really, there was a real vacuum in which we were operating because there were no guidelines for us in terms of what the future would bring. Um, so now that we have some clarity, um, we're working with the couples again to either reschedule or look at doing things a little differently to what they had originally planned. So the roadmap has obviously kept changing. So that means that your plans have had to keep changing as well, not to mention the couples that you're working with. What, what kind of wedding can people plan now with any certainty? Um, so from uh, July, uh, the 100 number comes into play, which really gives us a little bit more flexibility. It doesn't suit everybody. So quite a few couples have moved to next year in the hope that um, things will improve and they can move to larger numbers. But the weddings will look somewhat different. We're looking at very small boutique type weddings where people are having immediate family, doing something a little bit more intimate. Um, And then we're also looking at outdoor weddings where couples are getting married, having their ceremony outside and having a far more relaxed type of an environment from a barbecue to a party type environment. Um, But what certainly has changed very much will be the experience in the venue. 
Um, so obviously hotels have very strict guidelines in terms of setup, in terms of social distancing, uh, in terms of the food. So the experience that couples um, will have will be different to what they usually would see. But nonetheless, I know the venues really well and I know they'll do an amazing job to make sure that it works seamlessly for couples. It must be very hard, though, because you can't say, well, most certainly, if you're planning on getting married on the 18th of November, we'll have great crack, because you can't really say that with any certainty right now. Um, but what you can do is add things that weren't added previously. And you've been looking at, I think it calls, you call it your Because You Care gift range. What's in that? Yeah, I guess we've been looking at um, the setup of the wedding, obviously, and um there are very strict protocols, so things like hand sanitizing, hand washing, and making sure that um, face coverings are worn when you can social distance and so on and so forth. So we also know that couples love to give favours and they also look look to um, make sure that their guests have a good experience, particularly if you have older members of your family who are in attendance. So what we did was we developed a Because We Care range and in that we have um, a personalised hand sanitizer. Uh, tissues, we have face masks, we have touch tools and so on, so that the whole process doesn't have to look sterile. You don't have to have the big ugly hand sanitizer uh, and it's an opportunity to be able to give your gift something that shows you're looking after their health. You want to make sure that they're safe on the day of your wedding and it's almost a duty of care that the couple have for their guests Um, and these look really gorgeous. They're very uh, well priced. So we just thought these would be a nice little addition to um, to the wedding day. Um, you know, it, it's terrible that we have to think in these in these ways. But I suppose people they still want to get married. They still want it to be a memorable occasion. Like it, it'll be remembered, but probably not in the way that they would have expected. And you know what? That's absolutely right. It will be. It'll be a great day. It's really all about the attitude. It's all about being careful, being very mindful of what you can and can't do. But as Irish people, we know how to have the crack anyway, and we do care about each other deeply. So I don't think anybody is going to do anything that's going to endanger any of their family and friends. Um, So it will be different. But you know what? Sometimes that's okay too. Um, When do you think, and can you say with any certainty, Sandra, when things are going to get back to normal? Because you'll have brides and grooms, uh, and obviously it'll be the grooms who are more stressed, uh, who are looking at weddings next July and wondering, will we be having our wedding next July? We don't really, uh, Jonathan. You know, our business has been decimated. Um, You know, we've had no revenue since March and we probably won't until, you know, September or October when it will slowly start to reopen again in terms of the actual weddings taking place. So it's very hard for us to anticipate what next year will bring. We hope that if the virus stays out of the country, you know, the, um, the ability to increase the size of gatherings indoors will help us. But there are no guarantees. Um, what the advice I'm giving couples is go ahead and plan your wedding, but have a, a plan B, have an alternative date later on. Um, so if you're looking at summer of 2021, potentially have a 22 date as backup. And um, if you really want to have the big wedding with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, look, for your sector, as you say, you're, you're, you're under pressure. You've no revenue coming in. Can the sector survive? Uh, you you are all, I suppose, individuals with creative thought processes, yet you have companies and you probably uh, have responsibilities as well. Uh, do, do you think that the next few months you're, you're just going to have to weather the storm and, and pick it up or, or will there be casualties along the way? 
Um, you know, it's a very resilient bunch, and and as as a bunch of uh, suppliers, um, everybody works very hard because it's typically one and two people industry. So, um, I know it's very difficult for most um most people in the wedding industry, from photographers to florists to people who um you know entertain at weddings, bands, and so on and so forth. So, I think the next couple of months are critical. I think if we can get through to January and hope that things pick up next year, then I'm sure people will survive. But no doubt there will be casualties along the way. Um, you know, even though the restrictions have eased from July, there aren't any weddings in July and August that, you know, there's, there's you can count them on one hand because everybody moved um, with the uncertainty. So, mm. you know, it's a, going to be a very difficult year for people in the wedding industry, but everybody is doing their damnedest to try and make sure that um, we come out fighting fit for next year. I have to say, Sandra, I'd nearly want to be at the first wedding post-COVID that you do because I'd say it will make everything that you did before look miserable by comparisons because you're going to throw absolutely everything into it. Your website's still up and running. What's the address? It's ie, and we also have a showroom out at Munster Weddings on the Kinsale Road Commercial Centre. So everything is on view out here as well. Okay, Sandra, we wish you the best of luck and uh, here's hoping you are planning the most spectacular weddings sooner rather than later. Sandra Looney of To Have and To Hold, thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thanks, Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Now my next guest is someone who is very familiar to the people of Cork. He is the smiling face that you meet when you walk through the door of the Metropole Hotel. And I've always known this guy is good, but he has finally been given the recognition that he deserves, which is the title of Concierge of the Year. John Coleman of the Metropole Hotel, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, And how are you? I'm very well. Um, I mean, I always thought you were great, John, but uh, it's great that um, I wasn't alone in my opinion. When did you find out? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday last, I found out. So basically, the Irish Hotel Awards um, dinner was on in uh, Sloan in March. But something beginning with the letter C came along into the world of hospitality and everything and destroyed it. And we had a call lockdown. Um, the function was called off so Roger had asked me to know would I go to represent the hotel and that I was nominated for an award for concierge of the year um, for the monster category so I said yeah no bother I go then that all changed and work carried on life carried on and took no notice until I was talking to Roger on Tuesday and he said are you around tomorrow Wednesday and I said yeah well I'm off but I said but I can be of course I said if you want me to do something let me know so he said, you won the Munster Award for the uh, Irish Hotel Awards. And I said, whoa, <laughs> that kind of was out of the blue. So he said, look, I'll ring to confirm what time uh, they're going to be here on Wednesday. So I said, OK. Then he rang me back after. He said, actually, he said, you have two awards. He said, you actually won the Island of Ireland Award as well. So that floored me, which most people that would know me say, God, it floored me more than made me speechless because that would be... Well, no, no hang on, hang on. I, I've, I've known you for years. I've never known you to be speechless. That's a new one to me. Yeah. So that's why I'm using the word I was floored. Um, no, so then uh, they came on Wednesday, Shane and Nikki, to present the award. And it was just amazing. It's a it's fantastic recognition. Um, you carry on. If you do something you love, you don't call it a job. And 
as people would know, I just love eat, sleep and drink the guest. That's all I see is the guest. I don't care anything about anything else, only the guest and the guest wants and the guest's experience. So didn't, you know, expect the recognition like that. You know, people say, oh, that's a great job you're doing and all that. But John, how long have you been doing it at this point? And, and so, I suppose it, it's, it's an unusual job in many ways. How did you end up at that front of house position? Yeah, so I, am, I will be three years in the Metropole in September this year. Uh, I always had a dream for hospitality. Uh, was kind of something that I'd say, oh, I'd love to be doing that. I'd love to kind of minding people and possibly because I can't mind myself I don't know maybe that's why and I was working in Middleton um, and I kind of said you know it's time I'm nearly 50 so usually at 50 you kind of make a change and I said yeah so I made the change at 47 and I said I'm going to throw so I spoke to my wife and daughter and kind of said look at you know you're going to go from the normal 8 to 5 9 to 6 job um you know, if I go something like hospitality, we'll be doing hospitality hours is the word that I use for that. And thankfully, I had their support and their backing and because otherwise I wouldn't be able to really do this work. And I threw my name out there and a good friend put me in touch with Roger Russell here. So I came to Roger with a blank canvas under my arm and just kind of said to him, he said, I hear you're looking to get into, you know, uh, hospitality and I said yeah I said it's something I wanted to do so he said look he said we can give it a shot Um, he explained that I suppose when Trigon Hotel Group when they bought the property that was one of their top priorities was to bring back old world hospitality because of the, the metropole the type of building that it is really you know and he said that's what they're looking for and they had been mm. looking so we said yeah so but John said, see what what I find fascinating is it, it it's it's a difficult job because you have to deal with the customer all the time you're literally as I said the smiling <coughs> face walking through the door I wouldn't have the temperament for it because I'd probably get annoyed with every third customer and wouldn't be able to hide it you on the other hand love everybody you know exactly what they want you know that that person is coming back and they like X or Y and you get it sorted for them like that that is almost it's almost inbuilt rather than something you accrue over time um, were, was that something that you were aware of that vision that you had for hospitality as you said did that manifest itself you know throughout your life it did it did to be honest and I suppose I would be a people person um, and I suppose getting back to what you were saying about yourself that's why I haven't you in my calendar to cover my holidays yeah, I, 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 to be fair, I don't think there, yeah. yes, Roger Russell would not approve of, of me telling every second, third cranky person where to go. But then maybe they're not cranky, you know, it's your approach. But anyway, so that's another thing. <laughs> I'm no. the one having the bad day, not them. Exactly. But no, no, and no. I suppose it has been something that I always loved. Like, as I said to somebody yesterday, if I'm sitting on a train, I'd love to know where everybody's going, what they're doing. You know, why did they get off in Mallow? Why are they getting off in Portlaoise? What are they going? What are they driving? And my wife, Ursula, would always say to me, like, do you really need to know? And I said, no, I don't. But an inquisitive, some people would call it nosy, I would call it professional inquisition. Professional, yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it. Now, even though you've been in lockdown, John, and you haven't been at the front door of the hotel, you've still been busy because you've been, you've been out and about with afternoon teas. You've been helping people celebrate their, their wedding anniversaries. You've kind of been in this rolling ambassador role, aren't you? 
Yeah, and I suppose like that when say when lockdown came, it obviously came as a shock to everybody. And after about two or three weeks, kind of you kind of get into this zone of right, uh, we need to get through this. Um, you know, we can't get over it, we can't get through it, we must you know, go under it, we must go through it. And I suppose I started doing wellness calls then to a lot of the guests because I have a mentor, we have a mentor here in the hotel where people would check in as a guest and check out as a friend. And that has become very evident, like the amount of people that I would have on my phone from guests that would be coming in on a regular basis, what they'd want. Um, and it's just to personalize the guest experience, really. So I started doing the wellness calls, just touching base and say, you know, hi, Jonathan, you know, just hoping you're keeping well over in Germany. Um, just let you know we're thinking of you here in the Metropole and hope it goes well. And the feedback that I got from it was phenomenal, really, from people. There was one corporate guy and he emailed me back to say, whoa, he said, I'm over here. He's in Denmark. I wasn't expecting you to message me. And, you know, it's fantastic. Three weeks later, he emailed me because he, he became a grandfather for the first time. And he thought, I better tell John in the Metropole. You know, he stays <laughs> with us once a month. Um, and I suppose that, that you build up that, um, yeah, so that's what I had been doing, doing the wellness calls. And then I suppose you're very conscious of um, keeping the, the name of the hotel out there. And I suppose we would be, you know, synonymous with the afternoon tea experience and the beautiful tea rooms. And, and people were missing out on that. And we were saying, you know, it would be a nice way to get people to have a click and collect the afternoon tea service and have their experience at home. And then you became aware that there were so many people that were cocooning but would love to have the experience of it. So we decided, yeah, let's make it special and offer the option of John rocking up in your tops and tails at your door and delivering the afternoon tea. And it was absolutely, and it still is like, so we're going to carry it on. Because it's a lovely experience and people, you just have a chat at the garden with people and it just, you become very aware of people's, small needs really mm. and what makes people happy and well, that's do you know what, what it does. is John you, you find out that everybody no matter who they are coming through the door of the hotel they are human at the end of the day with the same human desires needs and wants that, that everybody has that you have and all you do is you translate it into an enjoyable experience I have to say it's it's very rare that you would find and associate a person with a building and even though you say you're only there three years I completely associate you with the hotel purely because it seems like you've been there a hell of a lot longer the award is well deserved did you get a little is there a little kind of a little statue or something or a little glass piece that you can sit above the fireplace um, well I have a framed certificate I the award, so. I absolutely yeah, I make sure you, every time you go into any other hotel around the country right just see if you can produce that take it out of the pocket gun you think you're a good concierge I'm the best concierge in Ireland and just see their response because they would be trained like you to be polite at all times uh, John Colman <laughs> concierge at the Metropole Hotel in Cork congratulations on the award and uh, we look forward to seeing you when the hotel reopens on what June, uh, July the July the 13th we're reopening and I suppose last week was a very just before you go last week was a very special occasion in the hotel on the 21st of June it was we celebrated our 123rd birthday and we celebrated it on the steps of the Metropole because it just shows that you can use alternatives really uh, Fiona Kennedy sang on the steps the Lord Mayor was there with a bottle of champagne and we had balloons and we just turned it around that you know because of the coronavirus and because of a locked hotel Instead of thinking outside the box, throw away the box and we had the party outside. 
And to celebrate that, we are, uh, have a very good rate now of €123 Euros for bed and breakfast. Just to, you know, look at every opportunity, really, isn't it? Well, you, you, you took the opportunity to get the rate as well, which I have to commend you with. John, John Colvin of the Metropole. Thanks for joining us. Look to seeing you on, on or after the 13th of July. And thanks very much for the opportunity. Congrats again to John Coleman and thanks to all my guests. Don't forget all episodes of Red Business are up on redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer and we will catch you on the next one. Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie.